everybody. Welcome back to Cover Down. Uh, here today, I'm with some very special guests. Um, one is a giant tan Greek god that I love so much. And the other one is the most auspicious warrior poet this side of the Mississippi. So it's going to be a good show. Uh, get ready to hang out with us, talk about some awesome veteran-related crap that I love. And uh, we'll get into it. Intro! Yeah, but if you can convince somebody else to do it for you. <laughs> All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, so today in the studio, I have the return of the Greek freak. All right. <laughs> Here with Thor, the guys from Veteran Equine Therapeutic Services to talk about some of the stuff they do and what they've been up with lately. So for those of you following at home uh, who might not know, you know Thor's kind of a... Or, uh, Nigo, you're kind of a celebrity uh, on this show it's for kind some of a big deal. On, on reason. I don't, know. I don't know. You got a Greek fan base. I'm going to tell you that All right. right now. Yeah. Uh, I'm serious. People in Greece. <laughs> so, uh, today we're going to talk about um, you guys individually, all right? Because you're also people too. And we like to talk about the things that you do. All right. We're not people on the show. We're just talking heads. Uh, and, and veteran equine therapeutic services and, and what you guys do there, some of the events that you might you know, have coming up and stuff like that. But a lot uh, going on, a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, I haven't quite followed y y your uh, doings as of late because you are a busy man. Yes. From the looks of it, it's, it's normally, it's almost 100% related to what you're doing with your organization and i don't you just make me want to come hang out with you because you're always doing all the fun stuff too that's what i do i lead by example I'm, I'm like yeah my amigos together <laughs> so uh let's let's just well we're gonna start off with the basics uh let's just talk about vets yeah all right so where did it all start where did it come from how'd y'all get into it yeah, so Veterans Equine Therapeutic Services was the idea of mm -hmm. a Navy and Coast Guard Master Chief, Craig McAllister. Mm -hmm. um, he had a brother-in-law who was in an IED attack in Afghanistan, um, came back to the United States and ended up going to an equine therapeutic center called Rock on Ride in mm -hmm. Texas. And they did, he had great outcomes from going to that program. <clears throat> Craig was out in Texas with him, had seen it. Um, came back to Connecticut. Uh, his girlfriend was boarding a horse at the barn where I was working at the time. Mm -hmm. And he saw that I was instructing there and he asked myself and Christina Clark if we would kind of help him set up the organization and get it going. So I became the lead instructor and um, the board president and mm -hmm. kind of started from there and just has been growing over the past, I don't know, almost 10 years now. Nico, you're part of the board as well. And I came on about two years ago mm -hmm. um, through relentless uh, recruiting. Yes, <laughs> took two and years to get him. On board. <laughs> um, he's I, not slinging pizzas. Well, you know, I had some bad bad dealings in the past with some other federal nonprofits, and it didn't work out. And I had a bad taste in my mouth. And uh, Craig and this fine gent right here, mm -hmm. uh, they were just chiseling away slowly and i was actually going through some hard times myself and uh thor's like why don't you come down to the uh barn see what we do <coughs> we went out into the uh, backwoods he showed me around and uh we had a little uh uh soothing therapy and uh he talked to me and i listened and uh that was really the day that i decided i'm like okay now i see what's going on here i'm like i want to be part of something bigger veteran community uh, as they need yeah and uh, so do deserve yeah yeah like you're saying he's such a personality mm -hmm. that it was one of those i mean he is i call him my yenta i mean he's just out there he knows everybody and he makes connections it's yeah. one of those um we've got this thing going now that's you know i know a guy mm -hmm. you know or i got a guy it's kind of one of those things that he's the guy that's like hey do you know a mechanic he's like i got a guy i got do a you guy know somebody i got a guy do you know a guy i know a guy right so it's one of those yeah uh so i mean the what are you laughing at over there nick sometimes we like to talk to the producer yes oh i love producers <laughs> so uh makes a whole lot of sense all right for you to be joining this organization as a greek veteran yourself thank you but thor you're, you're not you're not a veteran but yet here no. you are spearheading this great cause you know and like i said before this philanthropic warrior poet 
Yeah, quoting it's Sun Tzu. So there's a, yeah, it's <laughs> definitely, I, I have this mysterious backstory that, um, but I, I personally like to know more. I mean, because the work you, you guys are doing is fantastic, but what, what brought you into this? What um, made you so passionate about, about the veteran community? So uh, coming from a military family mm -hmm. um, and having a relationship with the military, and we'll talk about that in a minute, mm -hmm. um, my first memory is being on the back of a horse with my mother. Mm -hmm. And the majority of what I had learned from um, in the horse world was from her. She was a PhD, two master's degrees, wow. an amazingly intelligent woman, an amazing horsewoman, um, an amazing person. So she was really about, um, I grew up in Florida mm -hmm. in the 60s, um, very kind of country redneck if you will mm -hmm. uh hunting fishing running around i don't remember wearing shoes till i was probably like seven years old <laughs> um my grandfather was an avid hunter um so a lot of what the outdoor skills and everything that i learned was from him gotcha. um my father was very traditional norwegian um and it was all about you know self-reliance independence those types of things so mm -hmm. he was very you know my brother and i were you know either tearing down 1911 45s at 10 years old, um, which the lesson is don't put your face over the barrel when you're compressing the, the, no. the slide spring. Yes, um, I agree. Because it will come up and punch you in the forehead. Yep. Um, you know, and those were early lessons. So it was, you know, really grew up kind of outdoors and, and, and that kind of gave me the foundation for what I was doing. Mm -hmm. um, my dad was in Vietnam. My uh, He was in the Navy. He was on aircraft carriers at the very beginning of Vietnam. Um, my uncles were both in the Army. One of them was very spooky. Mm -hmm. um, he was a, a full bird colonel who was working for Air America and doing a lot of work like that. Really interesting stuff because when we were eight years old, nine years old, he came back from Vietnam and he had all of the boy cousins and there were like five of us. He had made custom tailored tiger stripe NVA uniforms for all of us with the hats <laughs> with everything. That's awesome. So when we played army around the yard and mm -hmm. prison camp, we all had official uniforms it was he was he was a there's great stories around that well even. that's a lot better than what i got because i had my uncle fred who was like hey you're outside playing army here take this stuff and it's a helmet gas mask uniform right. all that thing yep. and it's not until later that I, when i grew up that these weren't his they were war trophies and I was running around in him as a little kid. Nice. And I still nice. wish I had him. Nice. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> it's like these these are things that and he pulled off, you know, killed soldiers. And he was like, Yeah, I'm taking that home. Some 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 little kid on the floor is gonna play with it. <laughs> yeah, it's like when somebody gives dark, you the, but... the used gas mask and it still has CS residue inside of it. Or you it, it, done that one. Yeah, it a, actually it a... actually had Vietnamese writing on the inside of it. Today I don't know what it said on the inside, but I was like, What are these weird squiggles? He must have been testing a marker. Yeah. <laughs> Come yeah. to find out later, <laughs> it's kind of weird that he was actually letting yeah. me play with it. But yeah, so it was really Coming from that, uh, my other uncle was the commander of Fort Story in Virginia, mm -hmm. um, so spent a lot of time on bases, you know, in yeah, that so you, environment. So you grew up in the community yeah. then, like yeah. you you are 100%. then essentially a part of the community. Yeah, it yeah. was, and then uh, my cousin had been doing martial arts with an individual who had come from Japan. He was teaching at Old Dominion University, mm -hmm. and this was probably 1976, 77, 78. <clears throat> I'm old. Um, and this guy named Hiroyuki Hamada was teaching and he was like, he was a samurai. He is a samurai. He's still alive and he's mm -hmm. still my teacher. But, um, he would tell us these stories about having to do push-ups on rocks and go out into a lake and break the ice and work out in that and go out in the ocean meditate and meditate on waterfalls, just, fight bears. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. This All was this guy. This. And I'm like, I got to get some of that. Right. So when I turned 18, I left Florida, moved to Virginia to study martial arts with this guy. Mm -hmm. Spent the next four years getting to my provisional brown belt and then uh, moved to Japan, went to Japan to get my black belt. Oh. Um, so was in Kyoto, tested for my black belt in Kyoto. Um, that's where he, his family lived. <clears throat> Came back from Kyoto and in that system, it's basically, you know, you kind of go off on your own and test out if your stuff works, right? So it's one of those that I started working in nightclubs doing security work and bouncing in nightclubs in Virginia Beach. Mm -hmm. um, eventually started getting into where I was managing nightclubs and managing some of the security. And in one of the clubs that I was a part owner in, I would hire all guys from the SEAL teams who were living in Virginia Beach. So 
kind of got embedded in that community. Um, I mean, was hiring all those guys. If there's going to be a, a club that I'm going to go to where I want to feel safe. Well, it's a club. All those guys wanted to go because it, it was a club called Rogues, mm. Rogues Gallery, and it was the it's it's the if anybody from Virginia Beach they mm -hmm. remember that place was it in the eighties. Um, to write that down, my dad was stationed there. Yeah, Rogues is not there anymore, but it was it was one of those. Uh, we were working guys at Worrell Brothers, Rogues, uh, all over the beach, and uh, they just wanted to work where because that was all the girls were right. So it's like that makes sense. Those guys come in, they work the door, they're taking IDs, they're meeting all the girls, and it was one of those things. So that's kind of how I got to know a lot of people from that community and get very close to that community, um, and it kind of turned into um, I was. There was a big, you know, fighting was getting to be a big thing down in, in, in Virginia Beach. Um, there was a guy, Frank Cucci, and some other people who were teaching martial arts. I was still with Hamada at mm -hmm. Old Dominion University because um, I had come back from Japan. And um, just kind of got integrated that because the guys who were working with me were like, hey, you want to come out to Pungo before Pungo was Blackwater? And it oh, was the, yeah. yeah. That was the range out there, and we would go shoot out there and do a bunch of stuff. And it was just – I it, it was kind of one of these Forrest Gump – I got to experience a lot of things and do some, you know, with, with a lot of fun guys. <laughs> I just guys. got on the and, wrong uh, bus. Yeah, it was just, you know, um, and made some very close friendships. And, and, and kind of that was um, <coughs> spending a lot of time around a bunch of people who were very serious about the job they were doing. Wow. So there's kind of this marriage between the very traditional Japanese martial arts of what I was studying, mm -hmm. the guys that I was hanging out with because we worked together in the nightclubs and doing all that kind of stuff. And then just building my philosophy around kind of who I am and, and, and marrying those two. So take the horses, take the martial arts, take, you know, all of that stuff mm -hmm. and then kind of slam it all together. And it's kind of turned out to what I'm doing now. Right. So it's yeah. goes to where I want to go. I mean, you got the martial arts, you got the outdoorsman stuff, which I think is actually uh, pretty outstanding because you said that your grandfather taught a yeah. lot of that to you. Yeah. So now you've gone and taught your grandfather's teaching on to yeah. a lot more people. So yeah, it's, uh, you know, he so, gets to live on through that. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, my mother, one of, one of her master's degrees was in education. So mm -hmm. she was the assistant principal of my high school. You know, she, she was an amazing educator. And I think that's where I got my ability to teach. Mm. So, and that's what I love. I mean, it's, you know, I've talked to the guys on the board and all of that kind of stuff. And it's like, look, love doing the board stuff, yeah. but I want to be, Talking to people, the barn, helping them learn. In the woods, yeah, you know, shooting arrows, starting fires. Oh my god, we'll talk about we'll talk about shooting, yeah, arrows shooting arrows in a little bit, <laughs> or some people's lack of their ability to shoot arrows. Nico, so both of you are pretty worldly, worldly guys. You know, you traveled to Japan to train. Yeah. You went back to Greece to train and serve. Yeah, right? I have uh, my stories. Yeah. Really, like yeah. I feel like an ant mm -hmm. looking up at, you know. Mount Rushmore. Well, it's an right it's an it's, it's an forest gun. It's an ant that gun. has four hundred hours of views in a like, five minute clip <laughs> of you talking about your time in the service. So it's it's not as small as you think it is. But like I said, we have a we have an entire sect of viewers that apparently just want to watch it. And it's for crazy you. because uh, my cousin in Greece, Luke, Luca, uh, mm -hmm. he messaged me uh, when I, I had reached out to you, mm -hmm. and he goes, "Holy cow! I just watched you on YouTube." <laughs> and, he goes, and he had, you know, he just my, popped up randomly. My aunt went cuckoo. Uh, she's like, call Nico right now in the United States. <laughs> and it was incredible. I had no idea. He goes, dude, you look awesome. What a great show. Yeah. Keep it up. You know what's awesome is that I love the fact that the amount of comments that we got in that five minute clip. So, so Nico, for, for those who might be new to the show, uh, was our first guest. All right. Um, <sighs> Ooh, and our producer took a five-minute clip of, of him talking about his time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Big that. Hand. Good Big job. Hand. All right, took a five-minute clip of him talking about his time in service, and the comment, and we we posted it. And the comments that are in there were just people sharing their experiences as well. That yeah, I went back and did this, or yeah, I stayed, but I did that as well, or you know, I I served, and then yeah, I did like Nico did. We went to America and all that stuff. So it's 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 overwhelmingly positive. I love that, I love and, that. and I like it. It's pretty cool. But you, you, you've been busy yourself as well. There, Mister, I have my own beer, own beer and now. I'm doing a bunch of firearm training. Look uh, like you're about to go raid Budweiser. 
to take out the competition. Is that Jason Bourne? <laughs> so what's going on with uh, you, man, lately? I, uh, I've, I've always trained uh, with firearms of various kinds, taken a lot of courses. Uh, ben DeWall from on-site firearms training is a personal friend, and he's an incredible yeah. instructor, and his staff are amazing people. I'll clarify, all right, for the audience at home. The, the firearms training that, that I've been witnessing Nico go through is not simply, I'm going to go to the range, I'm going to put some rounds, you know, in some paper, and then we're going to go home and call it good. No, like, this is this is out in the field, rain or shine, you know, long arm, side arm, shoot and move, communicate. Look, yeah. Like you guys are training, training, training. Yeah, it's uh, mostly defensive, like uh, outdoor defensive uh, mm -hmm. uh, skills, you know, so take what you know, you know, you get a pistol permit, where are you going to end up with it? Are you just happy having a pistol permit? Because I'm not. I want mm -hmm. knowledge. Knowledge is power. You know, know your surroundings. Know your, your layout of your home. You're going to protect your family. Yeah. So anybody can just pull out their pistol and aim it, but it takes a brain behind it to know what's going on. I promote it 100%. So, there's a there's actually a training that I've been wanting to do as of recent. Besides that, because I'd love to get out there and do with you that, I just gotta get my paperwork squared away. But um, it's a uh, combat triage, yeah, for, for uh, medic stuff. So fieldcraft survival, if they ever want to sponsor us at some point in time, um, actually uh, co comes to Connecticut and puts on like like an extreme course for a day, where yep. they show you how to you know put on chest seals how to use tourniquets how to how to pack deep wounds all right it's all, all these super emergent stuff to save lives in seconds that where you have to react to it so does uh on-site uh uh firearms training they have a medevac uh course actually it's an eight-hour course soup to nuts they do it at academy in salem uh i missed the last one but the next one's coming up in a couple months it is incredible. That is that has been something that's been in the back of my mind as of late. It's you know, it's like okay, yeah, you know, we can get my paper squared away. We can start doing some firearm training. But in the end, what's the one thing I want to be able to do most? And that's just be able to help somebody. Yeah. So I think it it would be very vital for me to do that, and especially with the amount of stuff that we all do. Right. Nick's gonna be out there, freaking four wheeling here soon. So just in case he wants to. I don't know. Get up. It's it's important to, to know skills or something like that. <laughs> yeah, you could have. <laughs> you know the um, like Thor's uh, ruck up. Um, oh, let's let's you know uh, let's we'll get, get to ruck we'll up. Get to that Bush, in a minute. Bush crafting and actually knowing your surroundings and the tools that you have in your ruck. You know, like oh, Thor, you'll like this. You know, and uh, that it you, as you know because uh, a couple of you here uh, have been through the ruck up and. And, and having, you, you know, those tools in your ruck, you know, you have it in your truck, your car, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's life's essential uh, little treats mm -hmm. that will get you out of a jam or even possibly help someone in need. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of uh, things that you can use uh, it for. Go, well, okay, so we're just, we're going to talk about ruck up just because you brought it up <laughs> and I you, loved you it. You did it. You, you did it. Yep. Uh, no, that was a super, super life-changing thing for me. Um when we we can get into like the deeper meaning stuff of it, right? That that Thor you've talked about yep. before, and I know that you've talked about. But if you go just solely from the skills alone, right? I learned some things I didn't know before, but I also took that same enthusiasm that you guys brought with it, and I brought it home. Like my son has his own go bag now. That's, That's awesome. All right, all of my kids yeah. actually have small little little medical bags. Right, that, yeah, I, that I made cool, for man. them of all the things they might need just in case they're out with their friends yeah. and someone gets, you know, a, a boo-boo of some form or fashion. Yeah. It's something they can treat until or that something they can treat that doesn't require them to call 911. You know, it's okay. just and it's just instilling that little bit of preparedness in their mind. Yep. For that My son's all about it. He's just like, you can go over my bag, make sure I got everything in there. You know, he's like, are we going to go practice starting a fire? I'm like, Yes, hundred percent. You know, I love so that. So it's it, it's it, it's ex, it's extended to the family. All right, and I mean, as you guys can see, like that that ruck comes with me everywhere I go. So it was something that I'd always toyed with, right? That the, the preparedness mindset, but that kind of just pushed me over the edge and said, "Hey, just go do it." So it's been pretty fun. Since no, then. it changes a lot of things about you. Uh, you know, you get to you you get to get out of your comfort zone and try something totally different. You know, yeah. great instruction. And you meet some great like-minded people along the way, and you make that connection there. It's it's 
I can't emphasize this. It's about connecting the dots. There are so many good people and in every circle, you just got to pick out. They're the great people with savage, savage insults when you don't know how to shoot a bow. <laughs> Yes. You should. Yes. Uh, uh, the the world should yeah. see how terrible yes. I am. I can't even imagine this. the trash talking. Oh my god! It was <laughs> or my I mean, Thor. I don't know if you saw the picture. Oh, my, yes. my left yes. arm I from my wrist to my elbow. Life. But I don't. I don't know what shoot a bow. But when I do, I do it entirely the, wrong. The, the reasoning to wear proper equipment. So. What was the proper equipment? A new body? Yeah. A brain? No, no. Like. <laughs> Actually, yeah, it's uh, interesting you should talk about that. So it's it's some of those, um, the medical component we are adding to the Ruck Up oh, wow. curriculum. Um, so it's based in kind of woodland first aid. So, you know, usually it's sprains, breaks, punctures, those types of things. Yeah. Not from gunshot wounds, but you trip and you fall on a stick or you fall on something like that. Or, you know, or usually it's some sort of compound fracture. A sucking chest wound is a sucking chest wound. Sucking chest wound is a sucking chest wound. Um, so... In looking at the curriculum as a whole, you know, and it's really a lot of what Ruck Up is, and you know, we could talk about the deeper stuff, um, you know, life philosophy and those types of things. Um, but it's interesting. So everybody here's probably watched Pat Mack. Mm -hmm. um, <coughs> my favorite line by him is "Never miss an opportunity to be the Batman." Right? It's never, you know, never miss an opportunity, and, and and it's just that you should be a first responder. You should you should have those skills and have the ability to take care of others, and that's that's the basis of what that is, and that's a life philosophy. Versus, you know, a lot of people look at what we're doing with the training, with the firearms, and, and all of that, and they're like, "You're wacky preppers," or you're this, that, and the other thing. It's like, no, yeah. Well, if I'm in a car accident, I want to know. Some maybe, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's wanting to have the knowledge. Yeah. If there's an accident or something happens, first aid, um, you want to have the knowledge to be able to do something instead of being the guy standing there. Well, yeah, especially, you know, when you're like me and I have a family, I don't, I don't want to be, you know, the dad or the husband that's going, I'm sorry, I don't know how to help you. That's the worst I, you know, situation wanna, to be in. I want to be the guy to help, you yeah, know, right. So it, uh, I, I've been at least trying to do any online training I could it's definitely it's something I want to continue, you know, further is, is that no matter where I am, no matter where I am, you know, I might travel to California, you know, I can't carry a firearm there. But I can't carry my knowledge on how to help somebody. Right. So that that's that's Biggest my thing. thing. Right. You can always just have that. Yeah. Right. And some of them are really good about teaching you how to be able to apply that with what you have on you. Like you don't always have to to you know carry things. Now, yes, I do. I do have a range trauma kit in my truck at all times. Right. And then a small first aid kit in my ruck, but just in case, you know. You never know when you need to pack something with a leaf. Yeah, it, I mean, it's more likely that you're going to use first aid versus self-defense. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, it, it's one of those, you know, just being properly paired with the right knowledge, right mindset, and right tools. So let, let's talk about Ruck Up a little bit more. <coughs> When's the next one, and what what do you guys do? For those, I mean, we have an entire episode on Ruck Up, but <coughs> you guys right. made some changes. But I'd like to hear it from, and I know our audience would like to hear it specifically from you guys, you know. Well, we've been trying to do like April usually. Yeah. Uh, the the weather is usually kind of inclement, but honestly, if you're gonna do it some bushcraft uh, uh, skills, inclement weather is a perfect uh, uh, environment. I, en I enjoyed it. It didn't it didn't bother me because how many times have we all had to embrace the suck with our, our yeah, fellow it's brothers. Hundred uh, percent. It's a veteran adult yeah. day camp. You know, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Veteran cowboy shit, as I like to call it. That's it. <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. But um, yeah, so veteran uh, ruck up is on the the books. It's one of those that we haven't started ramping up as it yet. <laughs> um, the format generally stays the same. It's two days. Um, an equine component of working with the horses, um, the outdoor skills component, um, the archery component, and the firearms component. So. That's going to stick. We're, we're looking at when we can kind of add that kind of first aid component as well. Um, and that just may flow into the outdoor skills pieces, just some an overview. Because all of all of this is just exposure, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, hey, do you like this? Do you like that? Do you like this? Come back, you know, and deep dive those topics. Um, so... <coughs> Try to pause so you can clip that one out. Pause for editing. Yeah, exactly. So 
we've heard from Thor, but what uh, if we go for Ruckup? All right. On a deeper level, what is what does Ruckup mean to you? Both as someone who's gone through it and someone who now kind of runs it. Um, I don't know, a sense of purpose, I guess. Uh, you know, that camaraderie. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, a lot of the vets that come out, um, I don't want to say like they're lost, but they're, there's a big piece missing. Mm-hmm. And when they go through this, like from the beginning of, you know, saying yes and then coming out to the, the from the first if like couple of hours. Yes. Oh my God, the first couple of hours to see the transition throughout the day. Is absolutely monumental and priceless. The smiles, the the laughter, the um, the storytelling between each other. You know, maybe finding uh, the ball busting. Yeah, well, yeah. you know that. Well, that's humor. very interesting because I have, you know, I you, you guys were kind enough to have Doug and I out there for the last ruck up, so we got to see it from a participant's perspective. But it's very interesting to hear. That, it, that's um, what you see from an uh, outside perspective. I take a lot of pictures, and I, I, I balance it out so I can uh, get, you know, archery and pistol and uh, bu- uh, the bushcraft and uh, horses. You know, and just uh, the transition from um, coming out, not you don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, you know, you have reservations. Um, and just watching the transition for me, from start to finish is absolutely priceless. I, uh, that's my biggest fulfillment is watching a bunch of strangers come together and become a team, become a unit. Uh, yeah, they were definitely ribbing on me like I was some, like a, they were my shipmates. I, I tell yeah. you what. And it, it uh, doesn't just make, end we gotta We got to like scrounge up the videos of me attempting to shoot a bow and just show, just show the world. Just show them. I have no shame. That's fine. Yeah, so. uh, you know, yeah, it was a fantastic event um, with more planned for the future. And then growing, as you said, medical component will be definitely awesome. Yeah. With it. I definitely know that I want to be out there to help you guys out. Yeah, you know, uh, you know and that's stuff. the thing is like when you've gone through this, you come back and volunteer, mm-hmm. you can help somebody else in the process too. Mm-hmm. Whether it be a nice little conversation or just some uh, point of interest or just show them a couple little things like mm-hmm. pass on the knowledge. I have to say, like, Kurt um, Herzberg from my academy, which is the HAVA Honoring American Veterans Afield, yep. re- uh, represented for Connecticut, and his staff are absolutely amazing. Um, the, the One of the reasons why this is so... Um, what's my word? Successful. Uh, successful, thank you, Thor, <laughs> is because of this partnership that we have with them. Um, it, it's it's an overwhelming feeling. Yeah. You know, it really fills your heart. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Have is have is pretty awesome. That's where they got uh, Chris Fleming, gentleman who just yeah. sailed across the Atlantic for Skeleton Race Crew. Here's a plug for another one of our videos. Go watch it. <laughs> Chris Fleming. He called me a few months ago. He's sitting in Scotland, at a, on a tour by himself, <laughs> and the lady that's giving uh, the tour is full blown Greek. So they Facetime me while he's drinking a, I don't know, five hundred dollar single malt scotch, and he goes. I know exactly who I'm calling. I'm calling the Greek freak. <laughs> Greek freak. Uh, I love you, Twinkle Toes. Yeah. <laughs> you called him Twinkle Toes. Uh, he knows. Uh, it's you. You know I love you, Chris. Hey, yes. I was to say as a as a party gift when he when he went out to sea, I gave him like it was a bag. It had like Twinkies in it. <laughs> you know, like some basic odds and ends and everything. But uh, at the very bottom was a small can of WD forty for his legs. Yes, so. that is that's priceless. <laughs> that's hilarious. All right, yeah, so let's talk about the evening of elegance. Ooh. Tell me about that, guys. I've only heard whispers Ooh. of such wonderful uh, things. I've. <laughs> Oof, uh, that's uh, go ahead, Thor. What was uh, the evening? Tell you, buddy, that's a symphony right there. Yeah, yeah that's that's you know, uh, I'm still giggling. Well, it's what I'm trying to find a humorous way that you don't put into the video, but it, it's one of those. It was you know, it's taking a bunch of rednecks and taking them to the ball, right? So it's kind of oh, Beverly Hillbilly style, right? Right. Yeah, you know, it was or, or or Cinderella, right? It, it's the. Um, <laughs> he took Cinderella to the barn <laughs> and the rednecks well, to the barn. Cinderella, she was the <laughs> poor little girl who did the floors and, you know, she tried to put her dress together out of, you know, twine and a bunch of feed animals. bags. So, you know, until the fairy godmother came along and, and, and that's kind of what happened. Why um, do I feel like it, this is your favorite bedtime story? 
You're getting oddly specific. Yeah, with yeah. It. <laughs> three, sis, three sisters, and you know, so, so cut that out too. So. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Editing. Boy can review. dream, right? <laughs> you know, boy can dream. Um, so it was really one of those that that I think it's a testimony of the work that we've been doing and that that um, people have heard about. You know, because we run into so many people who go. Oh, you're out in North Stonington. I didn't even hear, haven't heard about you guys. Haven't this, that, and, and, and I think we're getting ready to become an overnight success after 10 years. Um, that, and it's a testament of the new board of directors that has come on it, that every one of them is just hit the ground running and kind yeah, of. Yeah, I've noticed that. Uh, definitely had to have a conversation exploding. with, with your communications director. Ashley. Everything. Yep. Yep. Ashley Mullen. Ashley Mullen. Oh, yep. Mullen, yep. Yep. She's yep. a pipe hitter. She is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whoosh, put me, badass. put me to the mat. Like <laughs> I, I had to answer some tough questions, but yeah. totally worth it to have you guys on the show. Yeah. So yeah, she's she's amazing. I mean, everybody on the board, and um, you know, so having that, you know, getting the recognition that is coming from the hard work that, that the board is doing, and. We were recognized by this organization, Evening of Elegance, which is another Connecticut 501. And what they do is they choose a charity for the year to oh. fundraise for. Um, and they chose Veterans Equine Therapeutic Services. Wow. And their fundraising culminates in this one evening, this event, the Evening of Elegance. Um, it was out at the Haley Mansion in Mystic. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, beautiful location. Um, and they have... Um, the evening of elegance is like a they call it the white party so everybody wears white suits yeah white i saw the pictures. And everything like that it's it, fly um i like yeah, it, it was, pretty good <laughs> they pull out all the stops i mean and yeah, it was it was amazing um, lisa kielty and her she was the founder and her board um really worked really hard did a lot of fundraising and raised a significant amount of money for our organization so that um, I, we're I quite excited about awesome that. i'm uh truly honored uh, that they chose us and they're amazing people. I've never thought I'd buy four outfits of white clothes. But you see. did. I was I so excited to see that too. And uh, I have to say, I look pretty damn good. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of surprised you didn't already have the outfits. Uh, I'm not good with white. Yeah, I think you would do fine. When I think I could, I, like, you're the, you're the Greek freak. I could like, absolutely see you on the end of a yacht in like just white linen shorts and yeah, shirts. 100% and hats, cigars, the whole thing. That's what I was thinking. Until right. I turn around, there's a tomato stain yeah. on my chest. Except I want you, I want, exactly, I want your shirt like fully open, all the taco oh, meat yeah. hanging out, and as many gold chains as you could fit on you. Just looking like a mob uh, boss. taco meat. Yep. Well, you get all that with this. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's awesome. That yeah, you it guys was had that. that that amount of fundraising was game changing. It's game changing. So yeah. it's one of those that it's you know I've always wanted to um, you know before uh, our founder Craig passed away, uh, we had discussed that my job was to make it so money was never an object for the organization mm -hmm. and. Um, we're kind of getting to that point, but um, the plan and the mission is is sort of shifting. We're you know looking at how we can purchase property and build a complex that allows us to do what we do seven days a week. So one of the things that's interesting about uh, yeah, it is it is yeah, huge. But one of the things that's interesting about like the 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 charity world, especially with the one that we're in, um. It's changing a lot. Like we have to adapt to what's going on because the needs of the community, because that's what we're here for, yeah, right? Is right. the needs of the community. Yes. The needs of the community are going to change, but you guys seem to be adapting quite well. So I mean, that's pretty awesome. To as see. any as any organization, it's very challenging. But uh, I I'm a true believer if you have the right people in place, uh, anything is possible. Willing yeah. to do the work. Yeah, that's because it does. It's hard work. That's awesome. Okay, back to back back to Nick real quick. Let's talk about Let's this. talk about your beer real quick. Now, I don't even like beer most of the I, time, but I like this. I talked to Rob Miller this morning from Epicure Brewing, and uh, he's like, he freak, goes, hey, freak, buddy, freak it's your beer. beer. He goes, we'll put whatever you want on it. I'm like, and I, I told him, like, in big capital letters, our beer, because they came to me a few months ago, and um, they approached me at the restaurant, and my brother looks over, and he goes, you're all crazy. And he goes... Yes, yes, we are, yes. but we're going to make a beer after your brother. And I was, uh, honestly, I didn't even know what to say. Mm -hmm. 
I'm truly humbled and uh, yeah, I get emotional about it because it's it's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, friends were at Willie Brew the other night mm -hmm. and taking pictures. They're like, we're having a Greek freak on tap. Yep. And my response was like, how do I taste? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty damn good. Greek. But uh, it's, it, it's. You it's, taste very Greek. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of olive oil. Um, I've I've sent it to twelve states: Puerto Rico, Greece. Uh, Rob Backus in Aruba had it yesterday. Um, it was in Gran Canary, Spain. Mm -hmm. I'm like, holy cow! And it's funny on the bottom of the cans, uh, it says "mutter putter." Thank you, Doug. <laughs> Doug Apazi came up with that saying, mm -hmm. and I use it extensively. Hey, how does it feel to not only be worldwide on a podcast? But worldwide with a beer, um, like, like the the small I, Greek freak from Salem is worldwide on two different small Greek uh, freak. It's from first Salem. of all, it's unbelievable. I still can't believe it, and uh, I I don't think of myself like that. You know, I'm just a I'm just a dude. Male. I'm just a dude <laughs> trying to do some good in this world, and that's really it. And you know, Epicure Brewing and Jimbo, the head brewer, and all the volunteers. John Brisson, oh my God, amazing. Uh, they came up with this concept. They did some great artwork. Uh, I don't know if Doug Capazzi had anything to do with it, but he always has his finger in some pot. Um, he had made me a 3D helmet that looks yeah. just like that, that I wear. I had We had done the kickoff at Epicure. There was over 220 people there. Oh yeah, yeah, Doug and I were there. Um, I brought all the Spartan helmets. People were wearing them, taking pictures. It was it was awesome. Yeah, Greek freak. But not only that, Epicure Brewing is a huge uh, veteran supporter. Uh, mm -hmm. They 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 do a lot for the community. They've done stuff for uh, Guardians of the Purple Heart, Kill for Clothing, Vets. Mm -hmm. uh, they gave me a check uh, for three hundred fifty dollars from that day from the sales of the pint glasses. They have our ammo can over there. People donate money, um, which is. You know, it's it sucks, but truly, we need funds to be able to, to do, to do the mission do. at hand, you yeah. know, and help the veteran community because that's what it's all about. That's yeah, it's I'm I'm honored, man. That's um, pretty great. Speaking of other honors, all right. From what I understand, that the gentleman sitting between us recently was given an award of some sort. Yes, he was, and I actually wrote it down. <laughs> I, I'll let I, you talk I, about yeah. it because him talking about it himself. Well, yeah. He's, he's a he's a humble <laughs> kind soul you know and um so thor torgerson mm -hmm. do i say that right that's right yeah. he's the co-founder of veteran equine therapeutic services and uh what was it last month yes yeah. so last, last month yes yeah yesterday uh, was last month so yep <laughs> <Yesterday> <laughs> was last month. which is true <laughs> good job you're tracking he was, <laughs> he was nominated and won the charter oak federal credit union spotlight on the community uh, community award, correct? Yes. Which is a big deal. Um, you know, he, he doesn't toot his own horn and, you know, he's like, you call them, what'd you call him? A spacious? Yeah. Poet just, warrior. Yeah. Poet I love warrior. that. He's, he's a ninja, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, he just gets it done. He goes out there and he, he balances not just his personal life, his work life, his ethics, but this organization. And there's a lot constantly compressing on him he's had two major losses this year craig McAllister and his father mm -hmm. you know and, yeah, so and he sorry, still man. gets out there and he gets it done so if anyone was to say about leading by example and proof is in the pudding like i look to thor for strength mm -hmm. and when uh, i see him getting it done and putting his personal feelings aside to help the organization the board members, the volunteers, and the veterans, phew, man, that's overwhelming. Wow. So Everybody's I, Google searches after this are going to be nothing but Greeks toots horn of right. yeah. uh, Scandinavian cowboy. I don't know if that's, I don't, that's, I don't know if that sounds appropriate, you know, Greek freak toots Thor's horn kind of thing, but. Yeah, yeah. That's for later for covers down. Yes, the no, covers, covers down. Covers down. It's the, the back channel. Uh, trademark. <laughs> so, you know. That's, uh, no, well, congratulations, Thor. What it, uh, is, yeah, it was, it was a, a uh, um, Lee Elsie and 94.9 and Charter Oak Federal Credit Union put that uh, award together for um, people that they feel should be recognized in. 
um, they were gracious enough to see the work that we've been doing and, and well, I'm happy to see you get it. So it's I definitely know that that the Ruckup event and hanging out with you guys has definitely had a positive impact on me. Thanks. So you know, I think it's well deserved. Um, also, happy belated birthday, from what I understand, yeah, the 26th. So old, there's old, that as well. Old man, I don't know about that man. It's a season, yeah. Put most of us to grizzled. Shame. Yeah, that's combined. No, I love it. I love my age. Love having the experiences I've had. And, yeah, that wisdom. I think I posted on my. Facebook that I'm marking this as the halfway point. So 61 and uh, plan on living in another 61 years. You're 61? Yeah. Yeah, look at Nuzzy. Yeah. Dude, right? Easy, easy, it's easy all 10 Norwegian years younger than he actually yeah. looks. It is. It's that, it's that Scandinavian yeah. blood he's got. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Right? That's the Scott in me. We just yeah. we we yeah. come out looking this old. Just bring out some claymore. So right. yeah. That's yeah. No, but my I, my my stepdad's the same way. He's sixty, yeah, sixty three years old now. It's same. Still just right. It's hard charge, man. Yeah. That's the, yeah. my wife this it's morning. Those northerners. Goes, God, babe, you smell so good. I'm like, <laughs> you know why? I'm like beer octane. See, yeah, last time, beard last time I told you you smelled good, you nice got plug. angry with me. Now, granted, you I were did. in the bathroom at the time, and I was right. standing behind you, but I was uh, having an off moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was yeah. it techno music playing? Oh my god! <laughs> it was coffee. It was just Marvin Gaye, <laughs> lathering it on, and then I used liquid gold in the old beard, it makes it shine and full. From what you use? Uh, the beard octane. Beard octane. Gold. Yeah, beard octane. Liquid gold. Where can you, first, where can you purchase? Hopefully, the future sponsor of Coverdown yes, Podcast. Where, where can that be purchased? Uh, you know what? You guys are in luck. I got some oils and stuff in the truck. I will oh, yeah? happily give to you. Yeah, oh, because I'm feeling a, little, feeling a bit wiry yeah. today. You know, even if Bye, you got a very short one like Nick and uh, Doug here, you guys can just sprinkle it on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. It's Nick's been a baby face ever <laughs> yeah. since I've known him. Uh, yeah, I'm actually wearing the grizzly bear. You are? The, yeah. The, yeah, you came in yeah. looking like, oh, man. You guys just came back from bear. Wyoming. <laughs> well, you rode in. It, it, yeah. It, on a horse. It looked like William Shakespeare on, on a yeah, Harley. Yeah. yeah. Just, just digging it. Perfect. Trying, yeah. trying to build the brand. Steve Do McQueen. It. To Steve McQueen, too. That's high praise to call anybody oh. Steve McQueen. Yeah. That's my guy. Yeah. yeah. That's my yeah. guy. I got, I got that compliment. Uh Last year I was in Florida. Some some old drunk lady was like, "You look like Steve McQueen." I was dressed up in the same thing, all the white, because I was at a wedding, so it was nice. all white linen and stuff. Cool. And everyone's Sexy. like, "They said you look like an old man." I was like, "Okay, first off, let's have a conversation." <laughs> Steve McQueen, yeah. right? Timeless. All right, timeless. Timeless. Right. Yeah. In his movies, um, his action sequences, Bullet. Right. That's where that that car got famous. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, if I remember correctly, he was also one of the star pupils of Bruce Lee. Uh, he studied with Bruce oh, yeah. Lee. Smokes, I yeah. know that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Steve McQueen was a big Hollywood deal. Guys. Was a Him and James Coburn. Yeah. You, you, you get Steve McQueen, I get Trek. <laughs> you get Trek. Don't get. Swamp don't get. And in the morning, we'll have it waffles. <laughs> yeah, I need to watch that again. I know it's a classic. Uh, so what? What else, what else, you guys got coming up for oh for God. vets? Now that. <sighs> Now that you're winning awards and yes, elegant yeah, in the evening yes, and the, stuff, the overnight success. You know, uh, uh, yesterday I was it was slow at the restaurant, so it was uh, cleaning up. You a mean Two bit. Brothers Pizza in Salem? Yes, sir. Yeah. I, uh, oh, what's the address of that? What is the address? Of two it's Brothers Twenty Hartford Road, Salem, Connecticut. Wow, uh, it sounds like the place kind of place that has like a weekly special. It does. Yeah, and, like uh, every week they have one special type of pizza or dish. The buffalo want- chicken nacho pizza was this past week. Oh yeah, I'm was- gonna say it was banging. Yeah, the uh, so I was cleaning behind still the bar. this the one one and it's just the pure majesty of it. You know what we- you had? I think it was was it a was it a Big Mac pizza? Big Mac meat. Uh, actually, I have to. Uh, that's uh, it. Tastes like a Big Mac. Yeah, like you. You got the special sauce. I don't know. Burger. You were hanging yeah. out with Adam, Plankton. Adam, I'm going to throw your name out recipe. there. Adam Soderberg, I believe. Uh, he is a uh, National Guard. I think he's a Chief Warrant Officer Three, uh, Air National Guard. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, National Guard Aviation, and he came up with the Big Mac. 
and just before he was uh, being deployed. Pizza oh my lord! But you know what? I have to bring back is the cover down. That yeah. is banging. You that mean, is a banging yes. pizza. Yes, it is. Oh. Yes, it is. And you absolutely should bring it back. Fried so uh, that banana way. peppers, pickles. And yeah, we're pickle freaks here. Some pickles swine. Yeah. Because <laughs> when, uh, when Nico's not, um, uh, not with vets or running his business, he's helping us liberate pickle, our, uh, pickles from people's <laughs> table. Yes. <laughs> the pickle, pickle litters. <laughs> So what else you got going on for vets? Um, what else well, is that? Go for it. We have uh, two fundraisers coming up. Uh, one is October 21st. No we word. partnered up with Beard Brewing okay. at the Velvet Mill. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a Halloween extravaganza. Mm -hmm. Kids are welcome. Nice. Uh, have some contests. There'll be some raffle prizes. Uh, um, beard. Beard, beer. Yeah, beard, beard. I mean, you can. Aaron and Precious. Yeah, they're, they're amazing. absolutely amazing. Hands down. Uh Huge supporters of the uh, veteran nonprofit world. Uh, they do they have a two lot. locations, right? Yep, it's and they have one in Groton, uh, in the Velvet Mill. Yep. Yeah, out at the airport. Yep, beautiful location. Out of the, by the airport? Way. Yeah, it's the industrial complex right uh, across from the airport. Oh, yeah, they have a brewery it's super there. Nice. Yeah, that, that's right behind me. Yeah, yeah super nice, nice, dude. There's a there's a cheese place over there that I go to every once in a while. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So uh, that's uh, yeah, six to nine, I believe, on Saturday, October twenty first, oh. at Beard Brewing and. At the Velvet Mill in Stonington. Nice. And then we have... Another uh, event. Yes. There's going to be a lot There's of events. There's a lot of events. Wow. I'm yeah, working on some secret squirrel stuff myself. You know Ooh, what I'm saying? Oh, jeez. Oh, oh. yeah. Hello. <laughs> Hello, governor. Uh, October 23rd, um, Vets Ice Cream Social. Uh, Mel's Creamery. They have... Uh, <laughs> ice Cream Social. I love how you kick huh? it classic. Huh? <laughs> you like that? Ice Cream Social. Oh, yeah. baby. There's going to be so pop. I, uh, We're Mills gonna do the hand jive. <laughs> Come down, I'll, what? I'll uh, put some extra nuts on your ice cream. <laughs> oh, thanks. While we do the hand jive, <laughs> uh, Mel's Creamery. There's two locations. They're uh, both doing them. One's in Stonington and one's in Colchester. All right. Uh, they do a fantastic job. They're really, really nice family, uh, family uh, run and owned, and nice. uh, they do a good job. Their ice cream is delicious. I try to frequently go. Nice. So, yes, yeah, so um, there. And yeah. there's well, always, so. I mean, we, there are fundraisers, you know, that as, as far as the operation, uh, Craig McAllister's horse, Percy, mm -hmm. um, has uh, retired. So all of the horses that we have are actually... Quite literally out to pasture, huh? Yeah, but it's, it's he worked supporting veterans for the majority mm -hmm. of his life. So it's one of those that it, it, it's, we're trying to honor him and make yeah. sure that he's well taken care of. Absolutely. And um, so we have a GoFundMe to pay for that, right? Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that... He's just not getting dumped off somewhere. No. And uh, uh, we would never do that because of the work that he's done. And uh, he's worth it. So we've got the GoFundMe that's working. You can go on our website, vetct.org. And I need another one of those. Um, sorry, buddy. No more? Uh, okay. Uh, uh, I uh, just one. got this. That's yeah. all right. We can more drink some of your whiskey that you brought. My I'm just saying that should clear your throat up. Yeah, what what did you bring when you passed me that? Yes, this is a this, little... This gorgeous bottle, the Sexton Single Malt Irish Whiskey, distilled malt. in copper pots. Oh, that's the best. That's the in only the copper way. Pot. That's, a, that's a thing? That's, yeah, it's that's, not bathtub gin. That's, uh, that's, that's like traditional Irish style like right there. Gin. Yeah, I like being it. temporarily blind when I drink alcohol. <laughs> and sterile. <laughs> and, and sterile. Yeah. True Navy like, veteran. What's weird is it's temporarily yeah. sterile. Yes, it is temporary. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, you know. Drinking some hooch in the submarine. <laughs> oh, my God. We're not. We, no, never, yeah, no, never. Oh my God, I've got. A yeah, <laughs> I could still be held responsible for some of got that a stuff. Great story about that. Um, the Polish Navy. Oh, the Polish oh, Navy. What do you got? Actually, it was. Go ahead. Tell tell me the story. Tell me the story. We got. We got. Time okay, for so story. so um, there was a time in my life I was racing tall ships. I was on crew with uh, uh, the Dharma Jersey, which is the Polish national. The most Clipper. interesting man. Um, and we were sailing. It was the tall ships race. I can't remember what year it was, but um, we sailed from Edinburgh to Bremerhaven to Fregeshaven to Copenhagen. And there were probably in Europe. These are huge. We do sail fests here, but they do actually tall ships races, and yeah, they have a huge race. Yeah, they have. With, they have the one going on right now. That that Magellan race that the skeleton crew racing's in. Yeah. You know, that the the archaic only done by sexton sail around the world. Whoa. Crap. Yeah, I know they're nuts. Yeah. Continue. So 
sailing with the Polish merchant marines, they didn't have enough crew to fully man the ship. The Dharma Jersey is as big as the Eagle. And so they hire transient crew. And the guys on this crew make their own moonshine. And I have never drank something that literally took the top layer of my tongue off. <laughs> it was when they talk about Russian soldiers making antifreeze vodka and that type of stuff. This is exactly what it was. And it was the, the best way, you know, to. You can't have the first yourself. few drops, you go blind. But after it is, that. It, was totally, it was one of those. I was like, it, I took a drink of this antifreeze and literally it just skinned the top layer of my tongue off. And I'm like, and it, I'm like, Swallowed it, and they're all laughing and dying and having a great time, you know, because I'm drinking battery acid. <laughs> Basically. And, but it, it was one of those. The bottle like, just yes, says I've, alkaline on it. Just, it was just a clear bottle, you know. Uh, it's but, good. Yeah, it was yeah. amazing. There's a lot of stories around that when we were in. Uh, this keep you warm in Siberia. Yeah. Yeah. But stories from another time, because we were the only, the, the transients were allowed to leave the ship. Uh -huh. So everybody on my crew, we were, we were on the, the, the overnight watch, the midnight. So we were noon to six and then from noon to six. And they got all of their money together and they had a hundred Deutschmarks and they're like, we want a hundred beers, right? So they're like, Deutschmarks? Well, we were going to Germany, right? So they had. I said, yeah, did they even they, have Deutschmarks anymore? Or they they're not using Euro now. Yeah, no. they're using Euro now, right? Oh, there we go. We dated. Yep. So we took all their money, right? And two sea bags, and me and another guy go into uh, Bremerhaven, wandering around, wandering around, wandering around, find this little gas station because it's, it's, we're at the industrial docks, right? Mm -hmm. So we get in there. There's this old guy sitting in front, and I'm speaking in limited German, and we're trying to go back and forth that we need a hundred beers. The <laughs> blinding <Vienna>. beer. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so we've got the money and he's like, basically says, well, I can give you 60 good beers and then 40 really crappy beers. And all the beers are in bottles, right? So they're these big bottles. So we've got these two sea bags and we're jamming these hundred and we're talking to the guy and find out he was... He was a U-boat sailor as a boy during the war. Wow. Jeez. So cool. we hang around and have a talk with him, you know, telling us about being on the U-boats. Oh, we pack up all the beer. We go back to the festival, and it's like sail fest because when we stop in port, mm -hmm. and we're coming up to the ship, right? And you have to get whistled on every time because of your crew. Mm -hmm. And we're like, okay, we're bringing contraband, 200 beers, or 100 beers onto the boat, right, in our sea bags. Mm -hmm. And it was funny because we stopped for a beer at a little bar, because we didn't want to drink the cruise beer, right? So we're sitting there with two sea bags full Some of beer. integrity right there. Beer, right? <laughs> Get back to the boat, and the entire crew is lining the edge of the boat, right? And they're losing their minds because we're coming back, and they see we're, this is going to start the party where I drink the gasoline, right? <laughs> and it's in the middle of the festival, so there's thousands of people, right? We're walking up. We're coming up the ramp. The, ramp, the captain is there. Everybody's there, and we're like, Okay, are they going to stop us? Because you can see that these bags are just full of bottles pushing out. What you got in there? there? Nothing? Yeah. And literally, when we get in, go downstairs into the crew berthing area, break those beers out, and they broke out the moonshine. And it turned into a party where two of the crew jumped ship, went out that night, and 5 o'clock in the morning, we were on the deck, because we could leave, we're coming back, and two of the guys are climbing up the anchor chain from the to the ship. <laughs> these are my these are, are my kind of sailors. Back up on the boat. <laughs> I it love was, this. Yeah, it was an amazing, and that was just Edinburgh. So that's oh, just was, Edinburgh. Yeah, it Edinburgh was, would be like that sometimes. You've been to Edinburgh, right? Yeah, it'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> I've had some fun in Edinburgh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, man. The Greek military, we get beers on uh, Saturday and Sunday. For lunch and dinner. That's ridiculous. You're like the Brits, too. It's, yeah. They're uh, like mandatory. And there's there's so many people that <laughs> Man, don't Mando drink. beer. So I'd have right. Heimnick is way more sideways than Edinburgh. What, where? Hanya. I don't know. Where's that? Oh, Hanya. Crete. Yeah, Crete. Oh. Yeah. Never, never been, been there. there. No. Way more sideways than Edinburgh. <laughs> nah. I, I, was, I don't remember even being there. Very, very little, very little around the Caribbean for me. A lot of the northern Europe is just yeah, the clear there. stuff. Yeah. So walking the street, all the shops, there's a Talk about shop. battery acid. I really hope oh, your mic's on right it. now. Of course it is. <laughs> I pushed the buttons. What, what were you? What were you saying? <laughs> what were you saying? <laughs> the audience probably didn't hear. Walking through Suda Bay, 
all the shop owners will be outside with with shots of that stuff. Word to try and draw you into the yeah in the store and buy stuff. You can walk up and down the street and get hammered. Free, love it. Free, and, and they shop open at like seven a.m. So you're just <laughs> slinging them back. I, like, I feel I feel like that's a great marketing technique because I don't even know if I'd be able to stop myself being like free booze. Okay. More free booze, and eventually you can tell me. I got a story for you. Really you really like those booze yep. coming in by these booze. Yeah, but then you it's can't, a trap. It's a trap. Then you can't count your money, so you're just like, here, take whatever it is. Yeah, you're, just, like, <laughs> you're like a five year old with. Uh, Do I take have it out. Hope they give you the right change back. <laughs> There's a bunch of money and like buttons. Well, everything's so colorful. Right. Yeah. We got red, blue, green, yellow. You're like, which one? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the one with the largest. A thirty dollar coin. Who has a thirty dollar <laughs> coin? <It's> like... <laughs> At least leave it up to like the Scandinavian countries to actually start bringing back the coins that have holes inside them. Still, oh, yeah, yeah, I like. I that. have Greek coins like that. You have Greek coins? Yeah. I don't have any Greek yeah, coins. The Japanese. Do you, you want me to give you a couple? Yeah, I'd yeah, like man, to see them. Absolutely. Em. No, I'll give you a couple. Yeah, Those cool. are nice. They in your back pocket. Yeah, you can put your little paracord through them. Let's start over. How many, you, how many you want? How many you want? <laughs> Do you collect money? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, especially <laughs> historical stuff. Uh, I got, uh, actually, I'll give you one. I have actual one. They're laminated. They're Greek drachmas from uh, uh, from the later 1800s. Word. Where they actually made even thousands and million drachmas. Incredible. Some really, really nice stuff. I'll give you one. Thousands. Yeah, yeah a million cool. drachmas. Yeah. There you go. I need, I, probably, I need to get uh, lunch at school today. Like, uh, Here you are, hundred twenty-eight dollars. Yeah. I think the dancer <laughs> likes me. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! So what else is going on? What else? Actually, yeah. what, what else is going Actually on? there is something else going There's, on. Oh, uh, we got it. We got. Uh, so my friend Cody uh, Ferreira, he's a sergeant in the uh, uh, Connecticut National Guard. He's a uh, Medevac. Uh, I always like to say combat paramedic because it sounds really cool. But he's uh, currently in uh, Iraq uh, serving. And he's, uh, he's part of the... Uh, Is he part of the lifeline? He's part of Dust Off. Okay. It's uh, the uh, 326 uh, Medevac, I think it's called. Okay. Anyway, the um, Cody's... Uh, he had spent a year down in Texas going through the um, uh, the schooling, which is very intense. Uh -huh. uh, he's a crew chief, a uh, fantastic human being. He's from Salem, Connecticut, uh, personal friend. So we got together, and I had talked to him about um, possibly getting some shirts. Of, I, I brought it to the board at Vets, and they said, let's do it. So we all came up with uh, our, you know, Thor and the gang. I wasn't present, but they came up with a nice logo, the Vets logo. Mm -hmm. It came out with OD green shirts, nice. dust off with the, the white with the red cross on it, mm -hmm. uh, American flag. And um, some of the board members got together and packaged it. They gave it all to me. And then my friend Rich Arsenal, which is a huge Vets uh, um, supporter, and um, he owns a little business out in Lebanon, Connecticut called uh, – um, I need glasses. Oh, thanks, brother. Um, I'm out there myself. Jesus. Sorry, Rich. Man. Edit, edit, edit. Yeah, that's a lot of editing. We're right at the one hour. Anyway, so, uh, you know so, that. so Rich that. Arsenal, um, uh, I brought it over to his shop, and uh, we packaged everything. We took some nice pictures, and he sent it off to Iraq uh, for Cody. Um, and he's done stuff for me, too, in the past. We did uh, a couple years ago. Uh, care package mm -hmm. to Iraq for his unit. I'm sorry, to uh, Afghanistan for his unit. There was uh, over 1,500 pounds of uh, care package material, and he sent it all on his dime. Wow! So uh, it's it's pretty amazing. The shirts came out awesome. He's I I sent him some pictures. He's not going to tell anybody, but inside were brochures, patches, stickers, you know, like. So we wanted to do something nice for him and his unit. Mm -hmm. on the re on the receiving end they're going to take some nice pictures all together uh and send them back to us just a nice little pr hey, next time you guys do that let us know we'll, yeah. we'll throw in some of our stuff maybe yep. throw actually, in, maybe actually throw in a stay proud stay grateful patch actually i'm Spend happy to uh, you uh mentioned that because uh uh starting uh probably the end of october mm -hmm. um 
I'm going to start doing a care package to Iraq uh, through uh, Two Brothers Pizza, like we usually do. Cool. And if uh, I'd love to have vets mm-hmm. covered down, stay proud, stay grateful, mm-hmm. and anybody else that would like to send something, um, mm-hmm. uh, the more the merrier. Uh, it'll be a welcoming gift, especially around the holidays. Yeah. Uh, we all know how that feels. So, uh, you know, yeah, I'll be in touch and uh, let, let, let you guys know. But um, I'm really happy about Dust Off. Uh, just a little sign that, hey, we care about you. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. You know, you're not forgotten. And, uh, you know, we're here to support you. So, yeah, that's that's a huge piece because, you know, a lot of people are like, wait, we're still in Iraq? Like yes, yeah. the military is still out we've working. Been, we've the been at this thing for deployed. so we long been, that people you know, are kind of losing touch with it. Yeah, so it's yeah. nice to to make sure that to let them know that yeah. we we still remember you. We're still thinking yeah. about you, and then to remind the public as well. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting. Was having a conversation with somebody, and they were just like, "Yeah, you know, the veteran charities are you know nobody's thinking about them anymore. It's 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 not popular anymore because we're not at war, and it's not one of those things." And it, and and that's for this organizations like ours. To drive forward, right? Yeah, that it's, never ends. It never ends. Yeah, it's because they're they're coming yeah. back now. Now, now is when they're going to need help. Yeah. All right. Yeah. When they're yep. readjusting to society and everything, so yep. it's difficult. But you thankfully, we got great organizations like the Veteran Equine Therapeutic <laughs> Services. Yeah, we're doing, and like we're saying, a lot of other things that we're working on. I'm working on an event for a group of veterans to take them down to Arlington to see the horses at Arlington. Mm. Um, and I need to get down. Do there. an overnight uh, event there at the um, the old guard to visit them and see the tomb of the unknown and the changing the guard um, with the veterans. And then there are most people don't know that there are only two horses buried at Arlington. Really, um, one of them is Blackjack, who was the horse who was uh, served at the funeral for John F. Kennedy and oh, several wow. other presidents. Um, so he's buried there and. Um, Comanche, who was the only survivor um, from the U.S. military side at the Battle of Little Bighorn for Custer. So he's buried there as well. The only survivor yep. was a horse. Yes. Holy smokes. I, I didn't know that. I learned yep. something. Nick, you know that? That's yeah. incredible. You knew that stuff, didn't you? I'm just dumb. Right? Whatever. <laughs> you learn a little bit every day. But yeah, I got to get down there too. My my grandfather actually is buried in Arlington. Really? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, we're actually we're actually uh, going down uh, November eighth and ninth for our friend Thomas Williamson, one of the most decorated uh, Vietnam vets of Connecticut, possibly New England. Another pipe hitter. Um, mm-hmm. uh, incredible human being. Yeah. Humble man. And we're going down with some friends to uh, for his funeral. If you want, uh, send me your grandfather's information. I'll be visiting. A couple of other uh, great sites. I don't know how it'll work. I was specifically it was explained to me by my mother that because of where he is, that it's it it's a uh, it's a list basis. Like if your name's not on the list, you're not getting into there. Okay. And I think that's solely because the fact that it looks right over the Pentagon, so they try to keep that area as secure as possible. But either way, we'll okay. see. Yeah. Well, that's a the name spot. we find out. Yeah, my grandmother. My grandmother had just recently passed away. And uh, oh, she had the opportunity to be buried with him, yeah. but uh, she specifically said, "No, that's where that's where the heroes go, and that she'll be somewhere else." Well, uh, her her physical being will be yeah. in a different location. Yeah. Sounds like she was a hero. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she. You know, it was really cool because I made sure I brought my dolphins up. So for for those who are not aware, in the submarine service, if you retire after, you know, if you retire as a submariner, and you had your spouse with you that entire time. Your spouse gets awarded their dolphins as well. And with oh, that, so, so. all the submariners present swear pretty much an oath saying that if you ever needed anything, that the submarine community will come help you. Yeah, that's that's right. beautiful. So it was nice to be there as her grandson, but it was nice to be there also as a submariner and to yeah. give her my dolphins before she left, yeah. you know, to say, hey, your grandson was here, but the community that, that you served as well was here with you. That's she awesome. Was, yeah, she was yeah, an ombudsman. Her husband was a force master chief, multiple, you know, chief of the boats, command master chiefs and stuff. So, like, that was, those were her boys, and she loved them, and she took care of them. So, I guess it's kind of, we all come from something like that or another. So, it's it's nice to know that we're at least keeping their their same, you know, thoughts and, you know, going forward. That's incredible, man. Yeah. But yeah. Yes. So I think we'll, we'll we'll cut it there short for the day. Uh, we can go on for hours because I know I know yeah. you two got some stories. Got a we'll lot have to have going back yeah, at some there's, point there's, in time. I don't know this guy. Yeah, no, I gotta. Hear, should, I gotta hear you more. Should write a book. 
Yeah, that, that I'd read it. I will not, I'd read yeah, it. Things that will not be spoken on the podcast. Um, <laughs> Sorry, FCC. Yeah, good, good, good stuff. Um, but guys, thank you for coming so much on the show. Appreciate you guys. You guys got anything else you want to put out real quick before we go? Yeah, I think it's just one of those that any you know any veterans that are interested in the services that we're offering, or if you're interested in RuckUp or any of the things that we're doing, please just go to the website. Either send me an email, mm-hmm. Thor at VetCT um, dot org. Um, my personal phone number is on there as well. Um, it's really one of those that you know the mission is everything for us, I think, and it's one of those that you know at the end of the day, that's what the organization stands for and i think that people see that you know it's we're going to keep driving this forward growing it and you know everything all of our services that we offer are no cost to veterans so Mm -hmm. i mean it's come out volunteer come out participate Mm -hmm. um and we are growing as fast as we can and trying to do the right thing yeah Yeah, well i mean i'll say it for the audience (coughs) when we close it up here is that if you're a veteran in need um in any capacity and it doesn't matter if you're you're dealing with the horrors of combat coming back from war or serving you know your country for a long period of time and you've transitioned to the civilian world and it's becoming difficult reaching out to organizations like like vets like hava like guardians of the purple heart uh i can't express enough how much good it can do for you because that one ruck up event was it was what i like to call watershed moments all right mm-hmm. nothing's going to be the same after that yeah all right and that's what it was for me so i can't i can't say enough about you guys i love what you do um you're definitely a role models you know for for nick and myself as to, to kind of our plans and what we want to do did something to aspire to be like Appreciate keep up that. the good work um and if you're Anything. out there in the world you know and you need something uh these are the people to talk to right yeah takes all of us man yeah takes all of us reach out i mean it's it's the i call it leaving money on the table Mm -hmm. it's really one of those things that you know you did serve you did it these offer these things that are out there for you are for you and if you don't take them that's leaving money on the table yeah i definitely had that that issue I was like, Nico, I don't know, man. Like, uh, I was just a sailor. Like, I, I didn't do a whole lot. I, I don't deserve this. Give it to somebody who needs it. And then I pretty much got strong armed into it. But I'm so glad that I did. Yeah. And that's, but th- now the onus is on you to pick somebody else. Right? Yeah. I mean, I we're did. that kind of peer support to where it's, you know, it, it's. Yeah. Like, day, the day afterwards, I'm like, I know exactly who I need, who needs, who, who honestly needs to be here. Yeah. Um, of course you deserve yeah. it. So that's how you build tribe. Right. Yes, yeah. it's exactly that. Right. I like, I like the, thank you for saying that. That's how you build a tribe. Right. That's because we need that. But all right, we'll close it for the day. Gentlemen, thank you so much for coming. Thank on you for, Thanks for having us. us I, I really loved having you guys here. It's nice to have the return of the Greek freak. I'm going to um, bring out that covered down pizza again. That's oh yeah. Right. It's going to be great, but we'll close the show as we usually do. If you're out there in the world and you see a veteran, shake their hands. Uh, don't shake my hand. I'm a dirty person. Uh, <laughs> stay away from me. Uh, but we will say, as we always do, stay proud, stay grateful. We'll see you next time. Stay sharp. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be the next one. I guarantee.